skinny women are artificial. And I don't mean this in some kind of weird article sense of like, oh my God, they're oppressing us by telling us we should be skinny. I'm not, I'm not from the fat positivity movement, funnily enough. <laughs> Although I am a man who just like cakes. I, I thought it would be funny to talk about this because as I'd written this segment, I did also come in this morning for breakfast with these cakes. So <laughs> I, I can't really cast stones. Anyway, point being that there's some data that's come out about skinny women and um, fat bastards like us. And well, okay, me, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, which is that men, on average, no matter how rich they get, aren't going to change their eating habits and will stay as obese as they are, regardless of income bracket. The levels are about the same as well. But women, oh boy, they're fat when they're poor and they're skinny when they're rich. And it's a very big difference. And it turns out this is the only reason that there's that myth of like, oh, when you get richer, you lose weight. It's not mm -hmm. the men, even slightly. The, the men don't care. <laughs> it's literally just women losing weight when they get rich. And I thought we'd go through it because it's interesting. So we'll start off with something on lowsears.com being why feminist immigration policy will save the West uh, because it's true. That's all. Politicians listening, enact it. I'm sick. It's a waiting. good idea. Yeah. It would also bring obesity down, just saying. Mm -hmm. All on the movement. But there's some UK stats, real quick, just to get a sense of uh, how fat we all are, which is you know, quite a bit, at least in the UK. We'll start off with this link here, being an NHS link, talking about obesity. They say in here, the majority of adults were overweight or obese. 67% of men, 60% of women. This includes 26% of men and 29% of women who are obese. So overweight and obese is that over 60 percentage. Wow. So yeah. I mean, overweight could just mean, you know, a little bit of padding. It's very different to obese. So it's quite a broad bracket. It's worth mentioning. To be but fair, it's still not great. It's the BMI index the NHS is using for these okay. statistics here. So, I mean, rugby players, you know, there are problems with BMI. Don't get me wrong. But for the general populace, yeah, it's pretty much true. I mean, I ran my numbers through it. I need to lose three kilograms and uh, I'm not helping. <laughs> so there we are. But not great. I mean, we are the fattest country in Europe. Well, actually, um, I, I did a contemplations recently with Stelios and childhood obesity is actually highest in Europe in Greece, then followed by, I think, Italy. That's amazing. So yes, the they they're beating us. They've just got all the good food, haven't they? Like the Mediterranean countries, they have lovely food and therefore it makes sense that they're, they're getting fat. The kids are beating us now, but thankfully us adults still on top. <laughs> yes. Fat bastards of Europe. <laughs> but the United States, I mean, we're number one, of course, of the countries that are not like meme countries like Kuwait or something. But mm -hmm. Who cares about them? So in the United States, 82.3% of adults are overweight. Wow. This includes 42% who have obesity and 9.2% who have severe obesity, which is a category the NHS does not even measure. But in America, <laughs> they do. Um, the data here as well from this uh, source is six years old, so it's going to be even worse. So they're probably like 90% overweight now. Yeah, I, I don't think lockdowns necessarily helped people losing weight, did they? No, but UK, US, fat, breaking news. Uh, I'm glad to bring you such news. No way, I... <laughs> My eyes never told me this information. But anyway, my point being, here's where the real things are. This is where it gets real, boys. Let me just get... I'm struggling with Jack again. I knew this would happen. <laughs> you want to press it? There we are. All right. So here's the Economist article, The Economics of Thinness. Is it economically rational for ambitious women to try as hard as possible to be thin? Um, I mean, if you want to lose I weight... I think the whole conceptualization of, of women's weight is strange. I know I'm a man, so, you know... I don't necessarily want to be too judgmental, but I think emphasis on weight is, is a bit silly because you can be really healthy and put on muscle mass and weigh more than if you're overweight. 
But that's the thing. Women's relationship with weight is weird, of course, because mm. they're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so it's be- the men who want to get strong. Being, being thin, I think, is a, a sort of better than being overweight. But it's not, you want to be physically fit. You want to be doing like cardiovascular exercise. You want to be doing things like, I don't know, running or CrossFit, cycling. That's, those are sort of exercises that will benefit women. I think the, the most uh, preferred method for women in the gym is treadmill, from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. All the memes, it's like, oh, time to go to the gym. Now I'll walk on a treadmill and I'll go home. Yeah. I, <laughs> well, it's not actually a bad I don't, idea. I don't really see the point in going on a treadmill. I much prefer running about because it's more interesting. Like, you're not just standing in the same place. That's like the worst aspect of it. Yeah. Anyway, getting back to uh, the news about thinness, because uh, I'm not actually on the, the... It's annoying because, I mean, like, female articles about thinness and obesity are all dumb. They're all unbearable. We've been over this. This is how you end up with the fat positivity movement. Or like the the heroin chic, where it looks ridiculous, and it's just it's just a mess. It's just an absolute mess. So I'm kind of annoyed that when I use the term like thin or something, it has a bunch of connotations in it. But that's a whole other just whine I have. But let me read the thing before I get mad and go off on a rant. So um, French lady here, whose name I can't pronounce, is a slim and successful woman. She was born in France and studied in Paris before working as an interpreter for the United Nations. She then worked in Champagne. This is like the most stereotypical French woman ever. Oh, yeah. She then went on to work in the champagne business, and in 1984, joined Venu Clinique, whose performance was at the time rather flat. She fizzed up the ranks and launched their American subsidiary. In 1991, she became the chief executive and ran it with great success. In her apartment overlooking downtown Manhattan, she offers a glass of water before quipping, you know how much I love water? Speaking like a in reptile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet Mark Zuckerberg said that before. Yeah. I love water. She is correct. Drinking plenty of water is a key rule in, quote, French women don't get fat. Her best-selling book on how to lose weight and stay slim the French way. Cigarettes. Yeah, that's, that's the rule too. Um, <laughs> in the book, she describes her discomfort when as a teenager, she gained weight whilst spending a summer in America. Her uneasiness came to a head when she returned home to France and her father, instead of rushing to hug her, tells her she looks, quote, like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> a loving father. <laughs> Sincerely. Because, I mean, well, she stopped looking like a sack of potatoes as a result. So I, I'm sort of annoyed at this whole, like, ah, you can't tell fat women they look fat. Well, maybe they'll lose weight. Oh, what a horrible idea. Referring to your daughter as a sack of potatoes, but the first time you see her is a bit cruel, I must admit. I'm all for fat shaming, but I mean... At least be nice first. Well, I don't know. I, I think that there's some good in the world and being mean if you're a dad. And mm-hmm. um, this whole incident did remind me of a funny meme, which is clip one. I wonder if we can play clip one just to I enjoy. Don't you, don't, you don't have your... Uh, don't worry about it. It's just dumb meme. Dad, okay. my ugly. What nonsense. Looking at you right now, you're the most beautiful girl in the world. Baba, am I ugly? Very much. <laughs> I'm just saying, good parenting is out there. You can find it, but uh, not here. <laughs> All the conversation. Based Indian dad there. Yes, you're fat. Yes, you're ugly. Go away. <laughs> okay, back to the article. She goes on a new diet plan, remembers her old French habits, lots of water, controlled portions, and moving regularly, and tips the scales back in her favor. As a successful woman who is willing to talk publicly about her appearance and her weight, I love that, like it's some kind of crowning achievement in the female world to talk about how fat you are. Uh, Miss French is rare. Of course, no one wants to talk about it, she says. It is much easier to pretend it comes naturally. Successive waves of feminism have told smart women they should have 
emancipated themselves from vanity, as they have from domestic servitude and an existence defined by procreation. I mean, sounds like a cult when you lay out like that. Feminism. That sounds so weird, yeah. yeah. You're, not, you're not really selling it, are you? Some cultist came to me and said I should live my life this Okay, all right. You should have no vanity. Anyway. <clears throat> but as a woman greatly affected by a comment about her weight, she is not rare. Audrey Gordon, the... I, I, I don't know why when I read names I sound like an alien, but... <laughs> the co-host of Maintenance Phase, a podcast which unpicks the problems with modern weight loss and wellness, was told by a doctor that she was overweight at age 10. For some reason, this is laid out like it's a crime. No, he's your doctor. You? But especially if, if a child is overweight, that is kind of egregious because yeah. that's the parent's fault. So it's not even the child's fault. They shouldn't be held responsible for it. A child will, doesn't have a notion of responsible eating yet. This is why I don't really like female written articles about weight because they usually stuff like this where it's like, how dare you? And it's like, well, do, you, do you want to help the world? Right. So Roxanne Gay, an American writer, describes the shock on her parents' faces when she returned home from her first boarding school. Age 13, weighing 30 pounds, around 14 kilograms more than she did when she went there. So, um, I mean, this sounds pretty normal. Yeah, I mean, everyone at some point in their childhood or adulthood has gone off, done a thing, got back, came back to the parents, and they're gone. For me, oh. it was uh, doing a master's degree because it was really hard work, and I didn't want to have to do lots of exercise because I was already working pretty much all hours of the day. And so I went home, got a bit fat, and my mum was just like, what the, What on earth is going on here? You're spherical. Good mother. Go on, go on fat boy. <laughs> but no, it, it was good because I, I didn't really care that much because, you know, I'm a man. And but I was also, just like, yeah, I am fat, and it's you funny. You don't really notice, do you, until someone says to you, Jesus Christ. Well, I did notice because I'd look down and okay, I'd well, see two <laughs> chins. Um, I, I mean in the extreme sense. I mean, when your mum says to me, like, you know, you look like a, a circle, I mean, you sort of get the hit and go, Oh, yeah, maybe I should do something. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Well, it helps kind of incentivize you by shaming you, doesn't it? But in, in the best possible sense. Like, I didn't think my mum was being mean. No. I didn't take it personally. In fact, I thought it was kind of funny. So these experiences are deeply personal, but also universal. At least in the rich world, they reflect pressure on women to look like the ideal. And this is where I know the copium is coming from this author. Uh, the ideal has changed over time. Renaissance nudes boast ample curves, but in more recent decades, it has become defined by thinness. How many times have you heard this? In the 1980s in New York, it became the social x-ray, a term coined by Tom Wolfe in his novel Bonfire on the Vanities to describe women so slight they only existed in two dimensions. This morphed into the heroine chic in the ideal of London in the 19... I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered. Sorry, I'm so bored of this. Where It's like, oh, did you know back in the days women were fat and that was beautiful and now it's skinny and that's... There's, there's a, a whole way to cut through all of this is don't listen to other people. Just do what, you know... You think is best. I do what men desire, I think, is actually a better way of doing this. Although, to be fair, um, there, there is a tendency to, to limit what men desire to. It's this one thing, and actually, you know, there is yes. a variety. By female authors who don't know what they're doing, or yeah. gay men who work in the fashion industry. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've been over this before. This, this lady, she's actually deleted her Twitter account now, which is kind of annoying, but I, I can't scroll too much because we'll find too many tits, I think. But oh, we, no. we've been over the, the truth about female beauty, and she's an old lady who looked at it, and tried to look through female articles and fashion and found that it was a waste of time. And then looked at what men wanted and then was like, oh, hang on a minute. Um, yeah. This, this is actually more attractive and achievable than all this. I mean, look at this. Look at these two mm -hmm. specimens over there. Well, That's the, the fashion industry. One on the left isn't bad at all. There's nothing really wrong with it's that. It's not the ideal is the point. I don't know. I think it depends on who you're asking. I, I'm quite That's your ideal. 
not her specifically. This one is less attractive. Than, are you serious? I don't know. Oh, I, come off it. Anyway, point being... Put me on the spot, that was all. This lady here, um, not in the fashion industry. Instead, she is, she is not one of these people. These, these is freaks. she a pornographer, is she? No. No? Just a woman on Instagram. Oh, right. Sorry, it's an easy mistake to make these days. But the point being, like, yeah, not thin. Got, got some curves. Thick thighs, save lives, and all that. And the other features, which uh, I'm not allowed to talk about because I'm in trouble again. Anyway, <laughs> so b- back, to the, back to the thing about what... Because my point being, I, I can't be bothered to listen to this this stock standard crap that you hear in every article about thinness or whatever. It's like, oh, it used to be the case we could be fat and now we're being oppressed by being told we used to be skinny. Yeah, by who? It's fashion industry made up of gay men. What are you listen to them for? All right. <laughs> so they, they ended off with today the perfect body is the weasel bod. I don't care. I'm not going to read it. Weasel body? What, yeah. say you're really long and stretchy and you can fit through rabbit holes? What? Yeah, that's what men want. Have you ever seen pornography? It's, it's all weasel bods. Anyway. You need the perfect body to clear a Vietnamese rat hole. That's what you need. The fiction that clever and ambitious women can measure their worth in the labor market on the basis of their intelligence or education need pay no attention to their figure. It's difficult to maintain that myth upon examination of the evidence of how weight interacts with wages or income. Wealthy people are thinner than poor countries, in such as America, Britain, uh, Germany, and Asian countries such as South Korea, they write. That poor people are more likely to be overweight has often been explained by arguments that obesity in rich countries is a feature of poverty. Poor people may struggle to find affordable foods that are healthy. They may reach for processed or fast foods because they lack the time to prepare meals at home, or have less exercise because of low-wage jobs that often involve working long shifts and can be less flexible than those performed by the laptop class, or because low income is often a function of limited education, blah, 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 blah. Or maybe they're just lazy. Well, they didn't mention that bit. Um, maybe they're poor because they're not industrious, and that would also affect the fact that you know that they're not exercising. We, we know you hate the poor. <laughs> <laughs> Only half a joke. Uh, but here's, yeah, that's not a joke. Here's some graphs that 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 confuse the world. At least this lady in question, and as you can see there. Obese adults by income, there's France, which is the only real oddity, which is that men also lose weight as they get richer. The rest of the world, all bought and paid for, don't care. Women, <laughs> however, do care. Because she goes on to say, the problem with all of these explanations is that the correlation between income and weight at the population level in advanced countries is almost entirely driven by women. Who'd have thought? I mean... And don't give a toss. Why would they? I'm richer. No, I can afford to get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> all of our wealth acquisition is just to expand our belly. That's, that's all it is. Like beach masters. <laughs> seal class. In America and Italy, the relationship between income and weight or obesity is flat for men and a downward sloping uh, trend for women. In South Korea, the correlation is positive for men, but this is more than offset by the sharp negative correlation for women. Because <laughs> um, Asia. In France, the relationship slope uh, generally is downwards for men, but the slope is much steeper for women. These kinds of patterns seem to hold across most rich countries that appear robust to various ways of measuring weight and obesity. In other words, rich women are much thinner than poor women, but rich men are about as fat as poor men. That should give pause to anyone who thinks that poverty can explain why people are overweight or obese. Yes. As men. <laughs> I, I mean, I do... You know those stupid memes where it's like women, mundane thing, and then men, quirky thing? It is kind of true, though. Mm-hmm. It's just like the men are just like, I don't care. <laughs> 
going to carry on. I think there, there is a certain, um, although I, I try not to embody this myself, the more mass, the more man, if you get what I mean. is <laughs> in the bigger the belly, the more of a man you are, Maybe which is some sort of... Um, depends on the archetype, doesn't it? Uh, FFC, yes. That's sort of some Warhammer Ogre style philosophy there, but... Well, who do you think they're inspired by? That's true, yeah. Anyway, so um, it says uh, being rich is thought to help people maintain a lower weight, but uh, men... Um, anyway, you must then explain why these dynamics only seem to affect women, she writes. Now, really, the question there is why do women get skinny when rich? And this is a solid trend. I mean, it's not just these couple of graphs and this stupid author who's written this. You can find this elsewhere. This is a study in the United States in which the same thing happens, in which um, uh, men don't care. Women lose weight. So there you have it. That's, uh, you go read that in your own time. There's also this one from the CDC looking exactly the same thing. Uh, they had some funny findings. Uh, they write here, among women, obesity prevalence increases as income decreases. Sorry, yeah, obesity uh, decreases as income decreases. That, that's all they found out of that. They, they wrote that the men don't care. So that was 2005 to 2008. Mm-hmm. So this is consistent over time periods in the United States. The UK has another weird one. Um, obesity prevalence varied with household income in women, but not men. Amazing. 39% of women in the second lowest household income quintile were obese compared to 17% of women in the highest quintile. Whereas men wouldn't give a toss. Your I respect this. I mean, I think in Britain it's particularly booze because it, it's very good at piling on the calories and you, you may change the booze you drink but not the quantities really. You might get, the richer you get, you may start drinking, you know, Just cognac like, and port but it's still very rich and I mean, my, my aspiration is when I get old, I'm going to drink lots of port and red meat and get gout as a sign that I've lived a good life. Aspirational gout. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, there's some more here. Just the House of Commons has actually the best data on what makes you uh, fat or skinny based on various attributes. Um, basically, the consensus from the data is if you want a really skinny lady, find a rich, educated Chinese woman and um, <laughs> she will be the size of a twig. Mm-hmm. She'll also be a spy. Yeah, she'll also actually have an eating disorder at that kind of low weight, but whatever. Mm. That's, that's the point. It's just to find the really skinny ones, not that that's actually desirable. Part of the conversation. But then there's the meme of rich women's wives. I don't know if you've ever seen this meme. I, I do know of it, yeah. The, the lady from earlier, she mentioned it in her article, which is there's this myth among women, which is like, oh yeah, if you rich men are like skinny women. And it's more the case that when the women join the rich world, they become skinny. Mm-hmm. That's the evidence instead. Although the meme is real, just looking at it. From a sort of psychological point of view, when particularly you're already high status, then it leaves fewer and fewer things to compete within your group, your peer group. And if you're, you know, a millionaire, money isn't so much a big deal anymore unless you're significantly richer than Mm. someone else. And so your your way of getting a one up on your peers and seeming higher status is through your, your physical appearance. And therefore it takes more of a sort of primacy of your focus. So yes, they make more of an effort to look good, is the, the simple explanation. Although it's not really looking good, in my opinion. I mean, again, we're not actually getting the desired well, woman that their, them want. Their perception of looking good. Right? It's yeah, the female role that they embody in their minds. There's also this meme, which does turn out to be true from what I've seen. Uh, for people listening, we have the poor man's wife. Um, <laughs> not great. Uh, middle class wife, pretty normal. Uh, 500k wife, uh, kind of a thought. Uh, millionaire's wife, kind of a supermodel. And then the multi-billionaire wife, uh, same as the poor man. There we are. Hold on the conversation to be had. That, that is just, that should be kind of carved into stone. This is, this is how it works. Yeah. Anyway, getting back to this, because there's some more to end this off. They write, uh, 
on the question of why is it that uh, when women get rich, they lose weight, this person goes on to argue that, um, well, I'm going to argue first my points, which is I think maybe when you get richer, what else is there to do exactly? Self-improvement general. And um, women don't have the greatest idea about what men actually want, so they do things like that. I mean, if you just are healthy, you can't really go too far wrong. Just eat well and exercise. That's the trick. That's, that's all you need to do. But also, what is a rich woman, exactly? Mm -hmm. When you actually think about it, it's not a 20-year-old. That's true, yeah. It's, it's someone who's older, more competitive, and has achieved financial dominance. So, I mean, what else is there exactly to do with their lives? So... I'm not surprised that when they get rich, they're just like, maybe I should become a skinny chick. I'm saying, oh, yeah, great. That's, that's glad I married you. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> because uh, that's my bias. I mean, I've got some other observations just I want to riff off. I don't know if you use Instagram. Do you use Instagram? Nope. All right. I used it for a brief period. Delete my account. Can't stand it. I, I hated Cancer. it. When I did have it, I, I, this was many years ago, so it's probably changed since then. But I, I got it when it was first about because I, I'm into photography and stuff. I thought, oh, this is going to be good because it's not going to be like other social medias where everyone's fishing for attention. How wrong I was. It was just like, uh, eventually it became people's food and asses. But it's all female orientated because the user base on Instagram is female, mm. largely, compared to YouTube, for example, which is majority male, which is a bit weird for a video platform that's so large, but mm -hmm. ever. And um, I have a couple of um, bias points from my experience on there. I just wanted to list and see what people think, which is uh, looking at women on Instagram, the women of Instagram. Um, I think that they show an excessive interest or admiration of themselves and in their physical appearance. Well, here, here's a, a little bit of uh, wisdom from me. Um, if you're interested in, in dating someone, make sure to check their social media. If all their pictures are of themselves, this is especially true of women, they're probably a narcissist and you should avoid. And, and this has you know, been like a, a really good metric um, for me helping like friends just like check her social media. Are all of her pictures of herself or of other things? Like, if all of her pictures are just selfies, she's probably really narcissistic and you should avoid. Well, there we are. There's dating advice. <laughs> are you going to start? Uh, no, whatever. I'm going to start kickboxing and buying Bugattis now. Anyway, the, the last observation I had is just they become sad when they have no company. This seems to be a running theme as well that uh, they don't find in men in the same way. It's just like, oh, you're on your own. Great. <laughs> Women. God, God. Whole other response. Anyway, point being, um, well, those, those are obviously just narcissism and loneliness, but it seems to be the case. Well, this also has her own theories as to, as to why women might be becoming skinny, which is she says that women do acting, so that might be it. That's a very French thing to say. Yeah. Not, not all women are, are actresses. Um, 0.1% of the female workforce as well. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a waste of time. Um, she also says it perhaps might be the fact that women are nurses and nurses stand up on their feet for so long, which this is like number one childlike analysis. Nurses aren't rich. Uh, number two, compared to construction workers. Yeah, like, I'm not trying to be rude, but I'd much rather be a nurse for a day than a construction worker if I want to do less labor. Mm -hmm. I mean, also, look at some sort of middle-aged construction workers, and they are perfectly spherical. They've got a beer belly to be the envy of the world, some of them. And the last thing she argues is perhaps being thin helps women become rich. Doesn't make any sense. By your own data, they had to become rich and then get thin. Because no one is born rich except, like, you know, inheritance from daddy. Mm -hmm. So I, just... even in modeling, they're looking for fat models now because they're weird. So uh, yeah, it doesn't really hold. Well, I'll end this off because she has some retarded expert on who comes on to say discrimination against fat women has not diminished as their numbers have risen. 
I like how they're talking about it. Like their numbers have risen. Like we talk about, I don't know, the Cattle. European swallow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, just think about that for a minute. The world's getting fatter. I thought discrimination against fatties would stop. No, obviously not, you moron. He says, we might expect a declining penalty due to the increase in percentage of overweight individuals. No, the exact opposite. The rarer a skinny woman becomes than the... Whatever. Uh, yeah, he goes on to say, instead the stigma against overweight people has grown in its number. It's almost doubled since 1980 to the 2000, he says. He suggests this may be because of the increasing rarity of thinness has led to a premium. Uh. Anyway, he goes on to argue that humans have no ability to control their weight. This of is course. why I hate female articles. I'm sorry. It's You're completely powerless. Same stupid points. I don't have time for it, but goes on to argue that. And then also argues that shame doesn't work, even after giving us a load of skinny women who were shamed and then became skinny. And they're also whinging about the shame. So if it doesn't work, then what does it matter? Uh, so I start reading at this point, because I think I've got all the information I can from this dumb journal, which is the graphs, frankly, were the best thing there. And the evidence that men don't care about getting fat no matter how rich they are, whereas the women are actually getting skinnier. That's the only real change in terms of income. But anyway, it's, uh, it's a pretty amazing fact, I think, that the obesity rate is de facto kind of defined by women in terms of how it changes when we look at richer groups, whereas on a country basis, of course, it's just how much reading, which is the, the reason the UK and US are so damn fat. But hey-ho, um, it's breakfast time. See you tomorrow. If you appreciated that segment from the podcast The Lotus Eaters, you can go to lotuseaters.com to get access to all the premium content that's on the site, such as the Brokenomics series, this episode on the economics of the USSR. If you'd like to find out what else is being put out, you can follow on Getter at lotuseaters underscore com on Getter. Thank you and goodbye.